Everyone, everyone taking deep breaths? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm never ready, but I'm ready. That's how you should start the podcast. Welcome to Pod Trivia, the podcast where we don't say yes and, we say no, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm your host, Britton. I'm Kyle. You know, I just requested that at the end of this podcast, I throw some shade, and you said no, so I'm offended by this introduction, and I'm Becky. Okay, but when are you not offended? <laughs> it's, it is also, I think it's different statement. if we offend each other, which is most of this podcast, my fun fact of the day oh, is yes. Kesha, you know Kesha. With the dollar sign. With the dollar sign. <laughs> she was born with a tail. What? Yes. Okay, is that like a case where somebody has like an extruded tailbone and therefore they just call it a tail? It was a vestigial tail. Oh, thank you. That That helps. You've said doctor words. I lost it at that. <laughs> it's okay. He doesn't know either. I mean, I didn't. I didn't look it up. Yeah, that's oh, all right. he's got. This is not what the episode is. This is a fun fact. <laughs> I said the words. We move on, and we get to the real topic. Well, now I have to Google what a vestigial vestigial when a vestigial tail doesn't fuse with a coccyx and remains after birth. What's left is skin that contains no bone. Although the tail lacks bones, it does contain nerves, blood, adipose tissue, connective tissue, and muscles. There you go. So it's like a thing of skin that hangs off of you. Well, that makes sense. I mean, what are the other options? That's what a tail is, Kyle. Thank you for describing what a tail is. <laughs> but when you just say tail, everyone thinks of like, you know, a monkey's tail. That's, I didn't you... say prehensile tail. I said vestigial. Are you saying doctor words again? <laughs> All right, children. Who's talking today? I don't know. I'm talking today. Also, I don't even know what the topic is. What are we talking about? I literally have no clue what's happening. Yeah, normally you would be texting me on Sunday to make sure that I have like an idea and that it's well thought out and that you like it and all that. I didn't get any of that this week, so I went forward with the topic that I had in mind, which was to talk about time travel in That's different good. movies and television. Because I told you to do that topic, so yeah, I, I, we really I, came full circle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, in this pod trivia, I'm going to be examining different time travel mechanisms in different movies, break down how time travel works, and ask some trivia about that movie slash TV show. Um, so, when you guys think of time travel, what movies do you generally think of? I like to think of the Rachel McAdams um, seven-part, at least, movies that she's in about time travel. She's not yeah. always the one time traveling. But she's yes. often married to someone who's time traveling. Yes. Um, or dating them. Yeah, there's and... time traveler's wife, about time. Mm -hmm. And then there's the one where she loses her memory that came out like right before. Right. So like she doesn't time travel, but she's like all of a sudden, yes. like in her memory, the world jumped forward like 10 years or something. So it's similar. Right. She does that character really well. Back to the Future. Back to the Future, that's a good and one. And Heroes, the TV show. 
Oh, Heroes the TV show is a really good case of time travel because like they go deep in that show in terms of like string theory and how that applies to, you know, affecting one piece of time will, you know, cause some other piece of time to entirely be different and all that. I would stuff. also like to say that's so Raven as a form mm. of time travel. Quality. Wait, so but she doesn't time travel. She sees the future. She has psychic abilities. She travels her eyes in time in order <laughs> to see the future. Duh. I'm going to I'm going to bring it up later. I feel like it's going to be relevant as we continue to talk, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh yeah. I have some I have some hot takes on time travel. <laughs> oh, I like that. So, um I I picked four pieces of media. Um, though I do think Becky is totally right. I think a Rachel McAdams entire episode of follow-up on Rachel McAdams time travel movies would be a fantastic follow-up episode to this. But the four pieces of media that I chose was Back to the Future, Avengers Endgame, Groundhog's Day, and Doctor Who. Groundhog's Day is good. It is. I just remember, she's also in Doctor Strange. Rachel McAdams. Yes, We're bringing it back to my story. And, and that also involves in time travel. So it's really a thing. Stone. All right. Continue with whatever. Yes. Um, okay. So I'm going to start off with Back to the Future. Um, back to the Future is a movie that came out in 1985 and featured Marty McFly traveling back in time to 1955 using what type of car? A DeLorean. DeLorean is correct. When Marty arrives in 1955, he accidentally runs into his mother when he's hit by her father's car. This spins off an alternative timeline where Marty's mom possibly never met his dad, and therefore, Marty could cease to exist. Time travel in Back to the Future works by getting the associated vehicle, the DeLorean, um, and also in one case, a big train, up to 88 miles per hour and generating a particular amount of energy. How much energy needs to be generated to travel through time? A lot. So much. So so much energy. <laughs> 88 miles per hour is not that fast. I mean, it's pretty fast, but yeah, you're right. It's not that fast. But to like get to time travel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like in terms of things that if that was all it took, we would have been there a while like, ago. I've, I've gone faster than 88 miles per an hour in an old beat up minivan with 10 teenagers in the back seat. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just not that difficult. I did think the car was going to explode, but not travel through time. It wasn't that. It wasn't just that getting to 88 miles per hour is what achieved time travel. You also needed the, like, flux generator or whatever. Flux capacitor. Flux capacitor, thank you. That once it once it generates enough energy from going 88 miles per hour, can actually travel through time. Oh, you know what that reminds me? I was like, why do I know the term flux capacitor? Capacitor. There is also a Jonas Brothers song called "The Year, year 3000, 3000, in yeah, which the year they 3000. time travel. The Year 3000 was written for. Like a Jimmy Neutron TV movie, I want to Could say. be. Not the boy. Yeah. So, do, do either of you have a guess on how much energy needs to be generated? Oh, um, seven. Seven? 14 kilowatt hours. 
Uh, Britain's a little bit closer. It's 1.21 gigawatts, which Dr. Brown yells enthusiastically like that during the, the movie multiple times because he's amazed that he has to generate that much power. What's a gigawatt? <laughs> it's, I think they made it's, that up. It's seven um, well, okay. jellyfish watts. Well, so a watt, gigawatt. A watt is something that you measure energy through. So, I mean, like, because generally, like, a light bulb is like uh, okay, ninety okay. watts. I want to say, Kyle, okay. Kyle. Okay. All right. What I'm saying is right. It's jellyfish to gigawatts. Yes, and Becky. <laughs> <laughs> okay so back to the future in my opinion is the classic example of time travel whereas uh events occur the timeline is then rewritten in order to take in account these events we can see this in examples where marty has a photograph of himself and two siblings which seem to disappear as his mom falls for Marty instead of his dad. These rewritten timelines also seem to affect the memories of different people in different ways. For example, in Back to the Future 2, Biff Tannen from the future, 2015, steals a sports book which breaks down who has won every sports game since 1955 and brings it to Biff Tannen in 1955 so he can uh, get rich. This leads to a version of 1985 where Biff runs a casino in their town of Hill Valley and has married Marty's mom. The Biff of 1985 does remember that an older version of himself gave him the book to take bets with, but after Marty steals the book back in 1955, Biff no longer has any recollection of his future self, leading to some weird memory paradox here. Do you want my hot take now, or do you do you want to get through a couple more theories before I, I drop it in. <laughs> well, let me, let me finish this one sentence and then maybe you can dro okay. drop in that take. Uh, overall, I think Back to the Future is the most classic example of time travel in cinema where there's only one timeline and whatever you do in the past affects the future. See, and I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I don't believe that that's time okay. travel at all because if you're making changes, then it's not the same time that you traveled to. So my 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 hot take. You mean that you traveled from? Yeah, time travels audience. Yeah. <laughs> so so here's my hot take. He traveled to the past, and things changed. Therefore, he's no longer heading towards the same future. It's different because it changed. We just talked about that. Therefore, right, right. it's now split into two different realities there's yeah, the be... one that he came from and then there's the one that he's now creating therefore it's not necessarily that he's time traveling because if things are changing things are different it's not the same place so my brain hurts my hot take is that when he goes back he's going back to someplace else he's going to a different reality a different dimension a different wherever you want to call it because i don't believe you can change the past the past has already happened Yes, so this falls into what would be commonly referred to as the multiverse theory of time travel. Yes. Which I think is really well explained by our next um, movie. But first, Becky has something she wants to say. Well, yeah. Into the Spider-Verse. 
Into the Spider-Verse is is a good example of the multiverse, not necessarily time travel displayed in in that movie, but multiverse uh, in Into the Spider-Verse. Very good. I just was excited to come up with a movie that was relevant, kind of. (laughs) Um, What what I'm saying is that Back to the Future is wrong. Okay. In in our next movie... He's just going to move right past that. Yep. In our next movie, Avengers Endgame... Avengers Endgame is a movie that came out in 2019 and features the Avengers utilizing time travel in order to fight back against Thanos. Can I ask a question? I'm sorry to interrupt. And recover the destroyed Infinity Stones. Yes, go ahead. Whoa. Wait. (laughs) What? Go ahead. Somebody go ahead. (laughs) Well, just... Okay. I'm just thinking about editing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Of you saying something and then stopping and then continuing but not i don't know anyway we just it's fine it's all good we'll just leave it in we'll leave all this in all right um is that avengers the actual last one or the one that you think it's the last one but it's not this is the actual last one. okay there's just there's a lot of movies there's four avengers movies so fun fact the last avengers movie has the word end in it and that's how you can help know. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. We watched all the Marvel movies in the spring because I was insane and agreed to it. And multiple times I was like, I know this isn't the last movie, but it could have been. Like, there was no reason for anything after this. So I just I had to check because, you know, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, so they're trying to fight back against Thanos, recover the destroyed Infinity Stones. Um, the time travel mechanism is the use of PIM particles in order to shrink um, the time traveler to subatomic size and enter the quantum realm. Then, using some time-space GPS watches that Tony Stark has invented... This all sounds real. Yep. They're able to navigate the quantum realm to their desired location in space-time. This enables the Avengers to eventually locate all the stones in the past, bring them to the present, and eventually bring everyone back that Thanos had snapped away in the previous movie. Spoiler alerts, by the way, for all of these movies. Good. Um, Saying it after. (laughs) That'll be very useful to the listeners. Yes. Do either of you know? Well, actually, I want to ask Becky this question first. It's rude. Becky, what were the Infinity Stones as depicted in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Stones. (laughs) (laughs) You asked a very, like, unspecific question, honey buns. Okay, what were the Um, names of the six stones? What were the what? What were the names? The names. Of the six stones. Um, Water, air, heart force no those are the care bear names um i was actually going with captain planet oh the infinity nope i think that's in there britain you want to take it civil war and um time time watch time hop (laughs) i was giving you everything i could I'm having a great time. Um, there's the blue one. There is a blue one. There's a red one. There is a red one. There's a yellow one. Uh, yes, these are all. There's colors. an orange one. I don't remember. There's a green one. one. 
Okay. There's a green one. This is a terrible bit. Let's move on. Uh-huh. <laughs> Britain, do you want to name them? There's space, time, yep. Yep. P- power, yep. comedy. I think nope. I said power. Sexism. <laughs> <laughs> Ignorance. Uh... This is what you would use to get rid of half of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Mind, power, reality, soul, space, and time. Uh, How time travel works in Avengers Endgame is very different compared to other movies which depict time travel. Um, Basically, whatever they do in the past doesn't actually affect the present at all because these actions cause diverging parallel universes. That's what I'm talking about. This Mm -hmm. This is the real deal. This is actual time travel. And, and they even go so far in Avengers Endgame to actually like call out um, physicists who have written papers on using the multiverse theory in order to like travel through time. And it's yeah, it's a it's a they, I think they do a pretty good job of trying to back pieces of this with science. And then other parts, they're just like mm, time space GPS watch. Don't worry about it. Um, this multiverse style of time travel is also backed up by the Marvel comics where the multiverse has existed for quite a long time. Uh, This style of time travel also prevents possible issues that we see in Back to the Future, of changing the past, causing someone in the present to stop existing. Kyle, do you know who the Exiles are? Not off the top of my head. So the Exiles were a group. It was mostly X-Men based, and then it kind of expanded out a little bit more. But they were different characters from the multiverse that were a part of a team that jumped around from multi-land to multi-land in order to fix it, quote-unquote. There was always something wrong. And all of them were different versions of comic characters. Not all of them. Some Mm -hmm. of them were just their own characters. But there was, like, a Wolverine that was nice. Or there was the daughter of Wonder Man and Scarlet Witch. Sure. different variations of that, but that was one of the comics I really enjoyed reading growing up. Yeah, and as Becky mentioned earlier, the, the Spider-Man multiverse is, uh, I think, also sort of really relevant right now because of the multiverse um, movie and, and the fact that the next Spider-Man movie in the MCU might go more into the multiverse and Doctor Strange is you know has a multiverse in its title for the next movie, so like there could be lots of Marvel multiverse stuff coming up, which is exciting. Do you think in the multiverse uh-huh. that they could be exploring there could be men that aren't named chris no not even in the multiverse could that happen <laughs> i think in the multiverse like they're gonna run into quote-unquote captain america who's gonna be named chris evans and they're gonna be he's like i'm just actor chris evans <sighs> save me jesus even the multiverse has limits <laughs> but I I do think that um, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are both going to come back as uh, Spider-Man. Uh, but if they are introducing the multiverse to Spider-Man, they might introduce Miles Morales along. I know, but Miles Morales deserves his own movie. I completely agree like with you. Like a real movie, not like, oh, here's five minutes. No, I totally agree with or you. Or a cartoon. I think that the problem is, is that Sony and Marvel are not really on great terms right now and yeah. like they're barely eking out this next spider-man movie and then they're not doing any more spider-man stuff in the mcu okay so yeah this like solves some problems of you know 
causing people to not exist. Uh, but this brings in an additional complexity, which is that if you take something from a parallel universe, you are abandoning it, the universe, without that object forever. So in the Avengers case, when they take the stones from the other universes, they leave those universes without the Infinity Stones to fight against evil. I believe it's Infinity Eye. No, it's Universe Eyes. Damn it. Never mind. Carry on. <laughs> good joke. Good joke. That would only matter for the Infinity Stones. Like, otherwise, like, I, I stole this shoe. Like, that doesn't matter. The universe would be fine. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that, like, the butterfly effect might mean that you stole that shoe, which meant the person who was going to wear that shoe didn't get to the job interview, which means that um, they didn't get the job, which means that they are poor and homeless. And thus, the barefoot bandit was born. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, That's a great callback. Thank you. The Avengers, in this particular case promise to bring back the stones at the same time that they took them so that hopefully they don't cause ripples in the universes and everything should flow normal through the timeline this doesn't exactly end up working out though because in like one universe loki escapes from the avengers custody and and like he's off to his own disney plus tv show and all kinds of stuff oh This is a much more complex case of time travel, and I think one which requires you to have sort of eased your audience into this concept, which is why I think it works really well in like the Marvel Cinematic Universe where they have like 20 previous movies to sort of like get you on board with some of the more wild and crazy ideas of this MCU. Uh, But I also think that like a specific thing that they wanted to build into the writing was the like to avoid time loops or paradoxical issues, things that you see in like Back to the Future or other time travel movies, because they specifically wanted to make sure that certain characters weren't like at risk of disappearing or anything like that. For example, Tony really or has a daughter and he, he doesn't want to lose her. So like that's an important aspect of Wait. how he contributes to the team. Wait, Tony has a daughter? Yeah, he does. It's like a very important part of the movie. Since when? Oh, oh, so um, <clears throat> who's seen all the Avengers movies and wanted to be snotty about it? No, we've talked about this before that I have not seen the like most of the Marvel movies. Okay, so you know in Infinity War, yeah, you know uh, Thanos does the snappity snap and yeah. everyone goes poof, sure, and yeah. turns to dust or half. I've seen the Avengers dust. movies. Yes. Yeah. Then, During the snap period, the, the five five year period, Tony has a daughter with Pepper uh, Pepper Potts. Okay, and then we see that daughter in, in the Avengers movie, Avengers Endgame. Okay, it's a long movie. We were all asleep. We understand. I didn't pay for the ticket. Next up, I want to talk about Groundhog's Day. One of my favorite cases of time travel, one of my favorite movies of all time, because I I really do think it's a fantastic movie. I recently texted my friends, and actually, I think you guys should answer this. This is a good... Go ahead. Uh, You fall asleep on December 31st, 2020, and you wake up January 1st, 2020. What do you do differently knowing that this pandemic is going to happen? Oh, that's... Okay, so I have a question. Okay. 
Oh, there's so many questions I actually have had that have popped into my head. Um, you've you've sent me down a rabbit hole that you didn't okay, want. Here is here is a fun fact about Kyle. He can't do theoretical at all. Can't do it. So I will answer for us. We would have moved to Hawaii. And that would have been a good idea. Okay, like so, what happens if I uh, maybe like you know get hit by a bus? Do I restart back at January first? Do I just die? You don't know. You fell asleep and you woke up and it's January first. What do you do? You don't know if it's gonna restart. You don't know anything. All you know is that it's January first, twenty twenty again. I'd probably invest a bunch of money into Tesla or some other stock that jumped up real big, and then cash out. I probably just would have bought a Switch. <laughs> I bought a Switch at the beginning of the year. Actually, and more more weights. Get some dumbbells up in here. Okay, anyway. I guess I would have bought more N95 masks at like in January when nobody was trying to buy those. But we don't need them. Yeah. Yeah, but it would be nice. To hoard them? No, just to like have two for Becky and I. For what? Because they filter out uh, COVID. Yeah, but you don't have it. Yeah, okay, but I'm saying I don't want to uh, breathe it in. But you don't have it. So obviously you're fine. But somebody else might have it. He's being sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> okay, I understand that I don't have it, and I, st- I understand that I still don't have it, but I'm saying I would feel better If it was just in my house, if I just... Was able to hoard them. If I could wear one, no, not to hoard it. If I could wear one to You'd the grocery store. You wear repeatedly. Store. That's not healthy. Why is it not healthy? Because they get gross. Like you're only supposed to wear them once. Can't you change out the filters on them? Not completely. Like they're they're not reusable forever. Uh, all right. So that's something I didn't know. I would buy more puzzles. <laughs> oh, Becky, Joanne's ten dollars for holiday Jolene. puzzles. Jolene. No, but did you actually hear what I said? Excellent, thank you. You're welcome. I did, I did. Thank you. That's what you get. I was just making off. a Dolly Parton reference. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, Dolly. Guys, that might be a new episode coming soon. We are. Should we get back to the so to far the topic? off track? What well, is this okay, episode? Of? I needed, I needed a mental break, and I think so did the audience Fair from enough. the confusing nature of White Chris's going in and out of time zones. Continue. <laughs> what are time zones? <laughs> <laughs> time zones are really confusing when you actually really look into them they are to some people like why we decided to do that so yeah groundhog's day one of my favorite movies groundhog's day is a movie that came out in 1993 and featured which famous ghostbuster bill murray correct and was directed and written by which other famous ghostbuster samuel l jackson <laughs> not a ghostbuster <laughs> Kristen wick uh, no <laughs> melissa mccarthy john stamos also incorrect i don't think john I stamos, think it's was john stamos. pretty sure it's john stamos tell us who it is harold ramus john stamos <laughs> <laughs> that's what i heard harold ramus is like a really famous writer all right in this movie bill murray's character is a weatherman who reports on whether or not the groundhog sees his shadow on Groundhog's Day. Did you purposefully do a weather pun there? I did not. Did I do a weather pun? Yeah, don't worry about it. Continue. Becky, trivia question mm-hmm. about trivia about this movie. What is Kay. Kay. the groundhog's name? Oh, I don't think I know. Pol- Poltamic. Pol- You're Pots. so close. 
Keep going. Pull. Yep. You're doing it. You're almost there. Put it some more vowels in. <laughs> Is it the same name as the city? He has two first names. Peter Pettigrew. What, Peggy? <laughs> I said Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> Kyle, do you know it? I know the name of the city is Punxsutawney, but you're saying that's oh, not it. Oh, Punxsutawney Phil! That's it. it. Punxsutawney Phil. All right, we can just end on that note. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for listening. You can follow <laughs> us on it. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Okay, despite hating doing this every year, Bill Murray is forced to go to the small town of Punxsutawney and basically make makes everyone's lives miserable by acting like he's better than everyone. In his worst nightmare, Bill Murray is made to repeat this day in his life over and over and over again in a time loop that he is unable to break. If he tries to kill himself, he's made to repeat the day again. Um, and he, this happens until he learns to soften his heart and learns to grow as a character uh, and make his production assistant fall in love with him because it's a 90s movie where at this point he's broken out of the time loop. Um, this movie is very non-specific about how this time loop happens um, or even how long Bill Murray is stuck in the time loop, but he is able to do things like learn to play the piano, memorize French poetry, prevent numerous deaths among in the town, enact the perfect bank robbery, and seduce 90% of the women in the towns. The Wolf Nards statistics blog... What? Yep. <laughs> it's a real place. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. No, we're good. <laughs> That's it. I have, I have nothing to add or subtract from this. Keep going. <laughs> the Wolfnard statistics blog estimated that, that uh, the amount of time necessary for him to learn all of these skills and perfect them would be roughly eight years, eight months, and 16 days, which is pretty close to the 10 years which director Harold Ramis claimed was the length of the time loop in an interview. Oh my god. So what? That's so long. Yeah. Also though, they already knew the time. It was 10 years. So what's the right. point of doing additional math? So he said 10 years and then was like non-specific about it in other interviews and like sort of refused to answer the question later. So a lot of people said like, oh, this isn't like officially canon. So then they wanted to do the math of like roughly how long would it take a human to perfect these skills? So it's 10 years. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yes, and it's 10 years. <laughs> this is such a good running joke. I, I've been listening to a lot of uh, improv podcasts ah. trying to improve my skills. Can you tell? It's working. It is. Is it? It's something. In this time travel, there's no affecting the past or the future because the main character is entirely stuck in this one particular day. But the character is able to take forward knowledge of previous days in the time loop, which he tries to use to ensure that he can give his production assistant the quote-unquote perfect day to make her fall in love with him. Uh, this movie is one of my favorite time travel movies due to the questions that it brings up about how much you can learn and observe in the course of a day. And how that almost makes the protagonist, quote-unquote, godlike, uh, in their omniscient knowledge of everything that is going to happen. Questions? Nah. <laughs> Was that also improv? I really improv that line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good line. Can you tell I didn't have it planned? <laughs> nah and. <laughs>
<laughs> this is good. Oh, this is good. So good. All right. All right. Last last thing that I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Who. Exactly. Doctor Who is a UK television show. A great UK television show. Yes, a fantastic UK television show that has been on and off the air since 1963. The show depicts a time-traveling alien known as a Time Lord called The Doctor. Um, The Doctor is able to travel through time utilizing their TARDIS. What does TARDIS stand for? Time and dimensional interspace. You're pretty close. Those travels no all t- t- timey okay mm-hmm. we're good it's time and relative dimensions in space and what shape does the doctor's tardis take becky do you know a phone booth that is correct it is a blue police box which is like a, a phone booth you'd use to call the police which um uh, Doctor Who, over the years, has been played by many actors. The The number is technically disputed amongst fans, but there are generally 13 main iterations of the Doctor. Um, the Time Lord race is able to regenerate themselves um, when they die up to 12 times, 13 different versions of themselves in total, which is what the show uses to move from one actor to the next actor. Wait, there's a limit? So, yes, there is technically a limit that is built in. In one of the recent seasons, though, like, the Doctor is given more regenerations by Time Lords that he visits at one point. And that's, okay, because they're, one of the reasons why it's contested is because there's the wartime Doctor, and I think there's one other one that they show also. I think there's, yeah, there's the War Doctor, um, who falls in between not or sorry in between eight and nine i believe and then you also have in the very most recent season we sort of got an introduction to a new actress playing the doctor um in the very last episode and and we don't really know much more about her than other than she is also an iteration of the doctor has she not started her season yet no there but this That's is a the different second woman. female oh yeah, okay. doctor. there's there's a full season or two yeah there's two seasons the... Yeah. For the first female doctor, which is fantastic. Yeah, Jodie Whittaker plays the first female doctor, and this is the first woman of color playing um, the doctor. Gotcha. Excellent. And the first person of color, uh, correct? Yes. Yes, that is correct, yeah. Again, white curses are everywhere. Okay. Uh, in Doctor Who, time travel, though, is, to quote the show, a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, Steph. And Kyle, can you tell us what episode that's from? The episode is called Blink. It's the best episode. It's probably one of the best episodes, yeah. Um, this is generally because the show is very inconsistent with how time travel works. And since the show has been on the air for quite a long period of time, since the 60s, the show has had a lot of time to build in inconsistencies. But the show has shown that some events, for example, are malleable. Um, For example, if you go to the past and prevent your grandmother from meeting your grandfather, this was depicted in the episode Demons of the Punjab, um, then you risk blinking yourself out of existence. What? 
What's up, Becky? Oh, I just burped. We don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, let's discuss it. <laughs> How it smell? Let's really integrate it into the episode, so that way it can't be removed. Did it taste of Mexican food? Like Mexican food. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's what we had for dinner, babe. Good call. Um, but also there are some things that are so written into the timeline that they are fixed. Generally, these are events surrounding Earth because they don't generally want to screw with Earth's history because it actually happened. And like as the audience member, we know that. Um, for example, while visiting Mount Vesuvius in the episode The Fires of Pompeii, the doctor is strict that they cannot interrupt the mountain's explosion because this is a fixed point in time. And if they did, the universe itself would fight back against them and they would fail. The Doctor, as a Time Lord, seems to be one of few who is able to tell the difference between a fixed point in time and one that is flexible or malleable. Uh, also, the race of Time Lords seem to be able to patch over cracks in a timeline that were maybe caused by other Time Lords or other aliens who could travel through time. Um, so any quote-unquote wrongdoings someone might get up to could be fixed by other Time Lords in other periods of time. While confusing to jump into and sometimes contradictory, I think Doctor Who shows an awesome case of how to utilize time travel in storytelling without necessarily getting caught up in the nerdy weeds of it at the same time. So I want to go back to Blank because that has a very interesting and fun time traveling storytelling where yes. he gets trapped in the past or the future. Yes. Yes, he gets trapped in the past with notes from the future. And so he's able to record a video where he responds to the notes. And then when she watches the video in the future, it feels like they're having a conversation because the doctor in the past knows what she said. And so I think that's that's an interesting case of where the timeline is kind of fixed. He knows what's going to happen. And to bring it back to my way, 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 way earlier point of That's So Raven, this is Aww. a similar take that happens in that show because she sees the future and then she always tries to prevent it. But whenever she tries to prevent it, it always still happens exactly like she saw it. Yeah, this is the like singular timeline sort of Back to the Future-esque, even though I know you're disputing Back to the Future's concept of singular timeline. But for for example, in uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which I think is another really great time, uh, time travel story. But in, in that movie, it's depicted at one point that like Harry and Hermione can see themselves in Hagrid's hut, even though they are the future versions of themselves. And they throw rocks to hit, or I think Hermione throws a rock to hit Harry in the back of the head at one point. And she had to do that because she did it in the past. Exactly. Um, so it's it's a singular timeline where she's already done the thing, but it comes back around. Correct. This all, though, gets like thrown out the door when you go read The Cursed Child because they entirely changed the rules of how timelines work there. Yeah. Also, we haven't talked about Phil of the Future. Phil of the Future was a Disney Channel TV show that was in the 90s or the early 2000s yep. and depicted a family uh, who from the got future stuck in the past who were from the future. That's all we need to know. Let's yep, keep going. Yep. Continue with episode. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. That's those are the movies and TV shows I wanted to talk about. Yeah. We should um time travel. Vote 
like we did on the pyramids episode. Britain, is time travel real? No. <laughs> well, yes, because we're always traveling forward in time, just very slowly. Yes, and and the theory of relativity tells us that we can travel faster um, due to gravity, but you know, that's that's not usually a very good thing because it happens really fast in most cases. Right, well, very well depicted in Interstellar, for example. Uh huh. So, like, if you look, if you think, no, of no, time, no, 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 no. On to rapid no. trivia. <laughs> rapid trivia what are we doing for rapid trivia are you kidding no i mean yes sorry yes i am <laughs> kidding lol i have it it's 90s music it is britain um would you like to go first sure but also okay. just so you know mm. my questions are like sketched out not well formed so i'm just gonna be oh put- mine are excellent putting them into question form on the fly well what's new question one this hip-hop duo was made up by the rappers Andre 3000 and Big Boy. Outcast. That is correct. Good job. Hey, nope. I had in my head the Black Eyed Peas, and I knew that wasn't it, because that's a group of, like, I think four people, mm-hmm. including Fergie, but it just, like, took me a minute to find it. Yeah, good work. Why were you saying no to me singing Hey Ya, Britain? Yes. Because I just, I just edited, <laughs> I, I just edited an episode with you singing a lot. Oh. <laughs> Becky, do you want to ask me a question? Oh, I thought you were gonna do all yours. Oh no, let's go back and forth. Okay, um, so mine are all in the form of fill in the blank. Ooh, fun. So I chose five popular 90s songs, and I'm going to read some of the lyrics, and then you have to finish the line, okay? Okay. Okay. So first one is Spice Girls Wannabe. Um, extra trivia question. What building at the UW do we watch the Spice Girl movies on the steps of? Uh, Slavery. <laughs> Yeah, it's not called slavery. It's it's savory, just so we're like all clear. <laughs> what did I feel like an L got in there somehow? All right, um, back to Spice Girls. <clears throat> wanna be? All right, here we go. If you wanna be my lover, you gotta get with my friends. Gotta get with my friends. What's the next line? Friendship? No. <laughs> Would you like me to tell you the number of words? Yes. Seven. Okay, so I know it's seven words and then friendship never ends. I don't know. I'm out. Yeah, I'm it. tapping out. Okay. It's Oh, oh, uh, oh. I'm gonna jump in here. Um Kyle, you're looking it up it on last... your No, you're no, looking it up on your computer right now. You're obviously cheating. It doesn't matter if your hands are in the air right now. That means nothing. (laughs) What? I thought you wrote it on your hand. Make it last forever. Uh Friendship never ends. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, babe. Make it last forever. Friendship never ends. Again, we're cutting all of this. I only know this because Becky plays that song. All the time. It's on all of my, like, I need to have energy playlists. All right. Question two. This is kind of similar to yours. In the Missy Elliott song, Work It, 
The lyrics go, is it worth it? Let me work it. Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Terra and flan yet. What does Terra and flipping flan yet mean? Um, it is uh the line before it backwards. That's correct. It's I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it in reverse. Yeah. Um. Also, I, I am the person that. who told you that. Okay. Like two years ago. All right. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Uh, maybe longer. I don't know. Could could be. Could be. I don't know. All right. Question number two. This comes from Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Extra question. Kyle, what movie was that featured in? Titanic. Well done. All right. Here we go. Near, far, wherever you are, I believe that the heart does go on. And you are going to say one, two, three, four, five, six words. I have no idea on this one. Something, something, wherever you are. No, no, that's what I read. <laughs> Near far, wherever you are, I believe that the heart does go on. I'm out, I'm out, I'm tapping out. <laughs> Kyle's singing it in his head. Are you going to get no, there? I can only get that one, okay. one line. I can't go beyond it. It's once more, you open the door. Yeah, I, had, I didn't have it. Okay. See, I'm really good at mumbling lyrics to songs. Okay. <laughs> Almost knowing the words, but not actually. So this is not my game. All right. Question three. This artist released four albums in the 1990s. They were titled Off the Deep End, Alapalooza, Bad Hair Day, and Running with Scissors. Who was this artist? Okay, so my husband is very excited about this, and I have no idea. So good. So, Such good music. Um, okay, what was 90s Kyle into? Like punk rock um, or rap. I'm going to say Blink-182. It's Weird Al Yankovic. Oh. <laughs> so you were close. <laughs> With... I had no shot. Uh, Alapalooza really should have given it to you, though. Yeah, it's a... I mean, I guess if I had been, like, reading it, but yeah. Sure. I don't know. It just sounded weird. All right. Question number three. Britain, this comes from Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. But we are two worlds apart. Can't reach to your heart when you say that I want it that way. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartbreak. Ooh. Heart attack. Nope. Ain't nothing Tell but me a. Why. I ain't nothing but a mistake. Stop. No, he's on the right line. Oh. It is the heart, but it is not a heartbreak. But a heart ache. It is an ache. Yes. I'm counting that point because I need you it. Get, you get you get a half point. It doesn't matter. I need that point. <laughs> Tell me. Because why. Becky. Stop it. <laughs> your next question. Question four, if you will. Name the. People, the character, the what do you call the members? people? Members. Thank you. Name the members of Destiny's Child. Okay, I should just get a point for knowing the word members because apparently that's hello we're setting here. So you have Beyonce, you have Michelle, and Kelly. I, I need last names for it to count. Kelly Rowland, Beyonce Knowles. Michelle Williams? I need middle names for it to count. No, no. 
It counts. <laughs> see, this is why I needed that last point. <laughs> I see. All right, question number four. Barbie Girl by Aqua. Come on, Barbie Girl. Shh, 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 shh. Don't sing and give him anything, honey. <laughs> Hiya, Barbie. Hiya, Ken. You want to go for a ride? Sure, Ken. Jump in. I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Five words. I'm made of plastic. It's fantastic. You're close. Sorry. Uh-uh. I got the next the next line. It's fantastic is part of the five words. I know, that's, but it's the first three. Oh. Yeah. I'm dramatic. No. I don't. I'm out. Life in plastic. Um, it's fantastic. Was, like you were really close. You just had the grammar wrong. I thought you could maybe sing and you hadn't get there. Okay. So I'm just going to read this question as I wrote it. Great. I feel great about this. Bittersweet Symphony movie. You know. Bittersweet what? Symphony. The song Bittersweet Symphony by The Verb is heavily featured in what 1997 film? Starring Sarah Michelle Gellar and other people. <laughs> I have no idea. Can I get the name of the movie? Like, can I? You're have trying a- to guess. That's what you're guessing. Movie. That's the whole point. Oh. oh. <laughs> so no. Can I get the answer to the question, please? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't even. Like the only thing I know that she was in, I think she was in a Scooby Doo movie. The answer is cruel intentions. Yeah, no. All right, question number five. Oh, yeah, good. There's more. By the Veggie Tales. Oh, oh, Ooh. oh. I have a chance. I'm throwing you a bum. The pirates who don't do anything. Oh, also, Becky, Reese Witherspoon was in Cruel Intentions. And Ryan Philippi. 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 <laughs> and Selma Blair. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a disaster. Also, it was from 1999, not 97. Just auto-correcting myself I'm, right here. I'm important. Can we can we bring it back to my question? Yes, Veggie Tales. Okay. Well, I've never been to Greenland, and I've never been to Denver, and I've never been to Boston in the fall. Nope. Nope. I know. Eleven words. <laughs> and I've never sat atop of a great white bouncing ball. No. Okay, here, let me read part of it for you. It's unfair that it's 11. And I've never buried treasure. And I've never buried treasure. Okay, It it rhymes with all or ball. So I know that. I've never buried treasure with a dead weight broken all? No. Oddly enough. (laughs) What? What does that even mean? Well, an awl is something that you like used to make dig posts, like holes I, for posts. I don't think that Veggie Tales was going <laughs> and, after. Yeah, kids and this child knew what that was. Religious programming. I mean, it's educational. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna read the words. I've never buried treasure in Saint Louis, Louis or Saint Paul. Paul. I I felt like that was a really iconic line, so I thought you were gonna get there. I I got you now. I'm not. I don't like this game. You don't like losing. All right. Good episode, guys. Bye. So I won, but um, 
we have another thing to do. We're not signing off yet. Oh, good. Let's just make me feel worse. <laughs> Let's just put a hat on a hat. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. So before we go, I have a fun new section because um, we don't have many new reviews to read. But instead, we're going to review Britain. As a person. As a person. Oh, I'm so Accurate. excited for this. Britain, I couldn't get anyone to give me bad feedback about you. Your people are too loyal. Okay. Uh, no, it's great. So we'll start with, um, I put up on our Instagram a request for people to um, send in unbiased thoughts on Britain. No, I asked for top complaints about him. At, at pod... Uh. <laughs> I'm at Pod Trivia Cast on Instagram if you want to follow us. Are we doing okay over there? <laughs> so Bryn weighed in and said that you don't do enough spray tanning, Britain. That's true. I don't do enough spray tanning. I could do more, yeah. but yeah. I think it's physically illegal to do that right now. I think it literally is. But maybe you could like color yourself with a pen. I believe that you know that could be an option. Caden weighed in that Britain doesn't like animals or children. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which is funny because he's one of my athletes. Well, then he knows. Um, Madison said that you have a decent taste in music. Mm. So I think she's annoyed that you ha like good music. She would prefer that you didn't, and then she could make fun of you for it reasonably. I get it. Yeah. And then uh, Hecker said... I don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> That's the most accurate one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so we requested on the episode a while back for Adam Yacht to send in a list of his top 10 complaints about Britain. Number one, too charming. Mm, true. Mm, I get Unlikely. That. Number two, too reasonable. I'm so reasonable. I don't think anyone's ever called you that before. Three, eyes too blue. I'm curious about, like, what's the proper amount of blue? Adam, if you could write in and explain that. Number four, not currently slash still on Bellevue IOC7. It's a chair team. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he's not still on his team. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Number five, didn't compete standing full at some competitions. That's because my back hurt because I'm old, which is why I quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, as somebody who's never done a flip in the air, just get it together, Brent. I'm sorry. Number six, cheated on gymnastics conditioning 15 years ago. <laughs> that is accurate. I would cheat at my <laughs> gymnastics conditioning. Um... <laughs> So on Twitter this week, I invited Adam to get it together, and I'm going to invite him now to get over this, because 15 years is a long time. Also, I didn't really know him then. <laughs> but he was mad. Number seven, cheats on board games and card games. Uh, that is that true. That is 100% yeah. true. Yeah. But that's why I always no win. Doubt about it. That's real. Number eight, doesn't like chocolate. True. I'm with him there. And peanut butter. Number nine, gives very mild attitude slash scoffing towards my feng shui. Um. Okay, Adam's super into feng shui. <laughs> and one time I told him, I was like, what's really nice about this is I know where you keep all your money. Because in feng shui, you're supposed to keep your money in one set area of your house. And so one time I stole $20. <laughs> 
Okay, I think that should be on your list, Adam. <laughs> no, I don't think I. I don't think I actually did steal the money, but uh, I found the money. You threatened it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Allegedly. Uh-huh. I, I like the mild attitude phrasing. Number 10, Britain is overly available slash accommodating when I need a friend. Oh, well. So annoying. Yeah. We did go to that art show that one time. Did you guys go to his art show? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we did. went to that art show, yeah, and we sh- then we yeah. promptly left after about 20 minutes of being there. Yeah, I got weird. He knows that the art show was weird. His art was fine. His art was the his best art. His art was great. We also wanted to eat, and there was a long line for food, and I had told Kyle there was going to be food. So, like, it was a thing. All right. Well, those are top ten things we love about Britain and uh, (laughs) hard truths. (laughs) You do cheat at board games, though. Yeah, you do cheat at games. That is a little bit much. Yeah. Britain, when when are we going to break out of the Jumanji that we're currently in and play Pandemic again and see if we can win? No, I'm not allowed at your place, so... But we've done it over Zoom before. We have. We we lost. Yeah, I know. That's what in I'm saying. March. That's why we're still stuck in the Jumanji, honey. Okay, don't claim credit. Oh, yeah. Sorry, listeners. Uh, this is definitely this our is fault. Us. Because we played Pandemic in, like, the first week of March, and then everything shut down. So this is absolutely our Jumanji fault. Which is why we're in a pandemic and people should take wearing masks seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> or wait for the medic to show up and clear up your city. All right. On that note. <laughs> that was a reference to the game, by the way. Because I I, even I <laughs> didn't understand <laughs> it. <laughs> Don't wait for that. Wear a mask. Okay. All right. Let's. All right. Bye, Adam. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Pod Trivia. Uh, if you want to reach out to us and ask us questions or maybe uh, suggest future trivia questions, please email us, podtriviacast at gmail.com. To find out more information about future episodes or contact us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at podtriviacast. If you like our show, head over to Apple or Google Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. We might just read it on the air. If you don't like our show, don't give us a review. (laughs) But give us those five stars and let us know. It really helps. All right. Thanks so much for listening.